If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. Hey, it's Kim Commando today, your daily podcast to keep you up to date with all things digital and beyond. And I'd love to have you be a part of our podcast. You can make an appointment to speak with me. Just head over to commando.com and on the top right, there's a button that says email Kim. Fill that out and that's it. I'd like to kick things off with something interesting that you may not have heard of. Colorado couple, Reese Wench and Dayton Truett, they wanted to get married and they wanted to get married fast. They planned their wedding in five days. And they couldn't get anybody to officiate the ceremony. So instead of trying to find someone, they fired up ChatGPT and they used an AI voice app. Now, the AI voice refused at first, saying, I can't do this. I don't have eyes. I don't have a body. I can't officiate your wedding. (laughs) Okay. Uh, But that really doesn't matter. In Colorado, it's legal to get married as long as both parties agree. You don't really need a witness. So after a bit of cajoling, ChatGPT actually did the ceremony, and the two were officially married by Chat GPT. Hmm, isn't that just a heartwarming story? But let me tell you, marriage is really educational because I'll tell you, when I was single, I didn't even know that there was a wrong way to put a fork in the dishwasher. I had no idea that was even an issue. And on that happy note, welcome, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, to this. It's America's largest, biggest, baddest show about all things digital. I, of course, Kim Commando here with you, America's digital goddess. And get ready, friends. We're about to dive into the fascinating world of tech that's in every aspect of our lives. And it's your first time tuning in. Hey, welcome. I'm absolutely thrilled that you decided to join us. And if you're returning, welcome back. It's always a delight to have familiar faces in the crowd. And you can find my award-winning show on over 420 top radio stations. And you can also get us commercial-free as a podcast, a webcast over inside the Commando community, you can click that yellow button on the homepage at commando.com. And a special hello goes out to all of our listeners in the Army, the Navy, the Air Force, the Marine Corps, the Coast Guard, and the Space Force, and 175 different countries who are joining us on the American Forces Network Radio. All right, every single day I visit at least 30 to 40 different websites to make sure that we have everything that you need to know and pass along about what's happening in the tech world. And here are five things that you need to know right now. We're going to go to Katy, Texas for this first story. Monique Sherman, she was browsing her Facebook on her phone when suddenly the screen started flickering. She's like, hmm, that's weird. Then she was led to a prompt that said, hey, we're Facebook and we need your password. She tried to put in her password to log in, but it didn't work. And then something more bizarre started happening right after that. She got just a ton of notifications on her phone, 73 messages from complete strangers asking her, Hey, you know, how much is the chicken coop and when can we come pick up the couch that we paid for? So then she figured it out. Her Facebook account had been hacked and the hacker started posting fake ads under her name to scam innocent folks out of their money. But the people on the other end of the ads, they didn't have a clue that any of this was going on. So two large men showed up at her house demanding that, hey, we are here to pick up the couch that we paid for. Hmm. Well, they made a post at her saying they were going to get her. So now she's petrified. She said she can't sleep. She put some new security cams in her home. She attached a police report to her Facebook account along with her story right on her front door, too. 
and the ads for the couch is still up. And even though she reported to Facebook, Facebook is not doing anything. Hmm, surprise. So be sure that you really watch out what you click on Facebook and, you know, make sure they have a great password and be sure to set up that two-factor authentication too, just in case your account gets hacked. Uh, number two on our list, Google's added again. Their privacy policy changed and it's really eye-opening. Reports from TechSpot says there's a section of it that says that what it collects about you, it's going to be using. What? Specifically, it says, we may collect information that's publicly available online or from other public sources to help train Google's AI models to build products and features like Google Translate, BARD, and cloud AI capabilities. So here's what it means. If you post anything publicly on social media, maybe you write a poem, or you have a personal website, a business website, whatever you are putting on the internet, Google says that it reserves the right to use it to train its artificial intelligence for money, and they don't have to pay you any money at all for using your content. That's just wrong. Uh, number three in our list, robocallers. Ten years ago, an angry telemarketer cursed Roger Anderson's young son out when he answered the phone. Roger said, you know what, I'm so tired of this, telemarketers, enough is enough. So he decided to take action. So he's using ChatGPT, and he created the Jolly Roger Telephone Company, isn't that funny, where he sells an AI robotic voice that he designed to waste telemarketers' time. So here's how it works. When you get an unsolicited call, the AI voice answers the phone. It stays right there on the line. And whenever there's a lull in the conversation, say when the other end goes quiet, the robot chimes in, just slips in there with basic responses like, oh, sure thing, gotcha, give me a sec. Here, let's take a listen. Hello? Hello. <laughs> Hello. Good afternoon. Hello. Yes. Hello, Mr. Yes. Hey, good afternoon, sir. My name is William. i here with you, Design. How are you doing today, sir? Oh, actually, hey, hang on a second. Hey, honey. Huh? You know Pardon? what? It totally sounds real. I'm on the phone. Doesn't I'll, that sound I'll real? I'll give you on the other line. Who's, who's, never mind. Can I talk to you later? <laughs> Sorry. Okay, I'm back. So, uh, who's this? Okay. Sorry, can, can you start over? Uh, who's this? Why are you calling? <laughs> no problem, sir. Uh, my name is William here with the design. And the only reason why I was given a call was just seeing if there might have been something, right. you know, in the future down the road that you guys might have been thinking of doing with the home that we can leave you a, a good estimate with along with our with our references. So that way, if you decide to maybe do something. Okay. So, so you all get the gist of how it's working, okay? He did this robotic AI voice to just string this telemarketer on and on and on and on and on, which, you know, a lot of people, we've been doing this ourselves over the years, but now, you know, if you want to pay this guy a couple of bucks a month, is that he'll do it for you using ChatGPT. Now, there's a novel business idea. All right, moving on to number four, you talk to your coworkers about a lot of things. A new report from the Wall Street Journal says there's been an onslaught of workers dropping saucy emojis into Slack chats, seeking advice on uh, sex toys during work hours and discussing their relationships with others in the hallways. One manager told the Wall Street Journal that at a work meeting, she was being asked about birth control. So she asked herself, hmm, should we be talking about this in the workplace? Okay, if you have to ask that question, you probably should not be discussing it at work. And finally, this coming in at number five, Dominique Adams and her husband, they were marking a milestone, their five-year wedding anniversary with a trip through Central America. After a few days at a wonderful resort, it was time for them to pack their bags and take a flight. And then Dominique ordered an Uber to the airport. 
that's where things started to go crazy. And that's why I wanted to tell you about this, because in case you're traveling internationally or you just want to make sure that you're always aware of this, because she got a surprise. She was charged $30,000 for an Uber ride. What? $30,000 to get to the airport? It was a currency mix-up. They charged her in U.S. dollars instead of local currency. It really should have been $55 in U.S. currency, not $30,000. So she called her bank. She called Uber. And they both said, well, you know what? We have to let the charge go through before we can actually reverse it. With Uber, she just got pre-generated messages. And she eventually got her money back. But she said it totally ruined her vacation because they weren't able to access or use their credit cards for about uh, four days. Really something. So if you're going to be traveling out and about, make sure that you always know to set it to, yes, the local currency, not U.S. Hey, our T-Mobile Unlimited listener line is now open at one 825 is the way to join us. And let's get this party started with Lou in Lakeland, Florida. Well, I have a uh, networking group, a business networking group. It's a faith-based uh, Christian business networking group. And in central Florida, we have four chapters stretched across the center of the state. That's awesome. And um, thank you. And we're, we're looking for a, a way to process payments for our members as they catch up on, on uh, membership fees and other events, et cetera, that we have. And um, currently we have a, a program on our website that uh, it costs our members about 3.5% every time they make a payment. And um, I'm just wondering if there's something else out there that we might could utilize that would make it more affordable for them. So how many members do you have, Lou? We have around 50 or somewhere between 50 and 60 right now. And we have other members, too. They're ministry members, but businesses, that's about where it is. Well, I remember you sent me an email, um, and I looked at your website. And okay. I was thinking that, well, I know everyone says that they need, your website needs an overhaul, but I think you kind of need to bring yours up a little bit. But as I was looking at uh, the way that people sign sign up, and um, I was thinking that maybe instead of just, you know, part of membership, and I can tell you this because we have the membership offering for the show as well, is that so yes. you can you can watch the show and you can uh, get the podcast and all the other good stuff, use the message boards, is that the thing with membership is that it's more than just one payment, right? Is that what you want to do is you need to engage whatever whatever community that you're trying to build and you're trying to build a, a faith-based business networking group, correct? Is that yes. is that it's more than just processing the payments. You know that. I mean it's 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 how can we and that's when I was looking at your webpage, I was thinking, you know, how can we take lose faith based networking group with four these four chapters and maybe push it up a little bit as well as satisfy the need of making it easier for people to make payments, right? Um, okay. And that's where you want to look at something like like membership software solutions. And even though you have 50, and because you only have 50 people right now, you know, once you start getting to 500, then the costs get kind of crazy. But you'll find that that cost is probably worth it at that point. And what this, what these... What these programs actually do, and I have a few that I would like you to check out, is that they do all kinds of things. Is that, of course, you know, they're going to take the payments. And let me tell you, 3% is pretty typical right now. 
um, maybe a little bit lower for Visa, maybe like a, maybe three point odd percent for uh, American Express because they actually charge more. But what these yes. what these membership groups do is that it, it gives you other things so that you can like define uh, member types, and so it will also handle renewals and expir- and expirations automatically. Uh, you could have virtual membership cards sent to people. Then you also have mailing lists, and so if you, if you had a uh, you're using Constant Contact or Mailchimp to me- email everybody, is that this is all integrated inside this member database, and you have email templates, and you can actually personalize the emails as well to the to the folks. Um, uh-huh. You could set up uh, event calendars, multi day conferences. You can have online reservations and online payments. Um, you could have different prices for members and non-members and guests, and so uh, mm-hmm. you you could track attendance. You can print registration name tags. Um, you could set different <laughs> price limits. I mean, mm. you know. So so when you start looking at you start looking at just how do I do this payment? What I'm saying is that if we're going to change a module, let's take your business and put it in a place where it's really poised for growth and you won't have to worry about tracking somebody's email address and it mm-hmm. bounces back, mm-hmm. you know, and you're like, okay, now what oh, do we yeah. do? You know, and then, oh, you know, Joe forgot to pay, but he, Joe wants to come to the networking group. Joe, I need you 25 bucks, you know? So it's like, yeah. and so it kind of takes you out of that weird situation, you know? So, so, but the transaction fees are always going to be about 3% just to, to let you know. Um, and there may be an additional fee for the transaction, but what I want to do is I want to present to you, not just, okay, here's an option for PayPal or whatever, is I'd like you to look at these two sites. Um, one is called clubexpress.com. Okay. And and the other one's called member planet. And, you know, the pricing starts at like $20 a month, $25 a month. And then, but see, but you get this whole package. And it's not to say that you're going to use every single piece that's inside that package. I mean, you know, who's going to mm-hmm. do that? Okay. But if it can make your life a little bit easier, right, and allow you to uh, have other members, you know, participate in events and you don't have to worry about all the minutiae along the way. You know what I'm saying? I mean, it's like, you know, yes. that that it, you know that it will free you up and then it might also encourage new members because you could now have these events and you're not worried about who paid and who didn't pay and who's a guest and who's a non-member and you know so you have you know what you do is you have whoever is the paying member and have them invite five guests right mm-hmm. okay so okay. now now you have the five guest registration available to you at that you can do online and now you have these five people who came to the event that maybe they signed up to become a member that night, but they didn't. And so now you know they mm-hmm. didn't. So now you can send them all a note that says, hi, we enjoyed meeting you. and We think your business would be a great match for all of us. Uh, we encourage you to sign up now. And you'll get your business yeah. listed on our website within the next 24 mm-hmm. hours. So, so – so take a look at those, and then what I'd like you to do, Lou, if, if it's okay with you, is I'd like you to call me back and say, you know what, this looks great, or maybe this is too much, or I need something else, and you know, because I can tell you from one entrepreneur to the other, I mean, 
It, it can be really difficult, but I think you're ready to take that next step and to put your networking into that next level. And maybe at, maybe in a year, you'll call me up and say, hey, Kim, now I got 500 members. What do I do? Which would be so fantastic to hear. Lou, thank you for your call. Take a look and then do give me a call back and let me know what you think. Hey, if you're going to be traveling, here are some apps that you might want to check out. One is called Day One. It's an awesome journaling app that you can use for everyday life. And then you can look back on your trip and you have a completed picture and account of everything that you experienced. I also like Journey. This is one if you're going to be going to several different places, like, say, London to Paris, to Rome and Venice, because you can keep all your memories separate and then organized along with adding photos and videos and maps. And finally, there's just a great app called One Second Every Day. That's all it does. You take a video of a few seconds of every single day. It's a lot of fun to use on trips and also all year long. You might want to tell the kids about this one. It's called One Second Every Day. All right, if you're thinking about selling your old phone, there are two steps that you need to take. Okay. All right, you're going to do a factory reset, but what about the other step? I bet you don't know what that is. And then still to come later on, it's summer, it's time to go outside and stargaze, and how can you avoid all the light pollution? What are the best apps? That's still to come. But joining us right now here on the Kim Commando Show is our very own amazing content queen, Allie Seligman. Hello there, Allie. Hi, Kim. Thanks for joining us. And now you're back from COVID. Oh, oh my gosh. My first COVID. It did not go well, but you know, I'm here. I'm back feeling better. So how, how long from start to finish do you think? Oh, a solid two weeks of being pretty dang sick. Oh, that's a bummer. Yeah. That's a bummer. All right. But now you're back and now you, you have immunity and now you can go out and lick the shopping carts. <laughs> I can't wait. <laughs> Fun times. Oh. All right. So ChatGPT, I have to tell you that I've been using ChatGPT uh, some ways to help me maybe come up with new phrases, uh, product descriptions for our Etsy store, and maybe uh, help me draft some letters for some clients. I actually had it help me draft a press release because we landed a really big station, you know this, in Washington, D.C., WTOP, yeah. for our digital life hacks. So we need to tell the whole world about that. So how are you using ChatGPT? Oh, man. I Do you use it, like, how many days a week do you think you have ChatGPT open? I just, I just leave it open. So this way, if I need <laughs> do it. Do you use it every day? I would say so. And I'm also paying for it. So I'm not using three. I'm actually using four. Oh, yeah. There you go. Yours is even better. Well, I thought this was really interesting. <clears throat> Before we get to the uses, um, usage is actually down for the very first time since it, since it launched in November. And maybe that's because, you know, everybody who's wanted to try it already has, or people are thinking, eh, I don't really know what else I can do here, but we've got your back. So you mentioned a few, Kim. Uh, one that I like and I think is really handy, use ChatGPT or another AI editor to proofread your work. Um, typos, grammar mistakes, all that stuff. That can make you look a little unprofessional. It's embarrassing. So Put it through and you can ask, you know, any kind of prompt. Um, look for mistakes in this. Proofread this for me. Make this sound better. And it probably will. Just make sure you triple check it. And that's it. You use the word prompts. Okay. You have to say what you want in the right way. I mean, just say proofread this doesn't really say make it on the eighth or tenth grade level. 
uh, see if you can replace some words that are redundant in there, or just or you can just say just make it read better, right? Exactly. Such a good point. The more specific you are, the better the results are going to be. So yes, if you say uh, rewrite this as something um, a fifth grader can understand, great, you're going to end up with copy that's probably really easy to for someone to read. If you're going to say make this sound great for a sales executive, okay, you're going to have a totally different tone there. So yes, the more specific you are, the better. Now it, let me just one more thing about this before we leave that you know I also use Grammarly. And Grammarly is what I, I actually pay for this $120 a year, which I think I'm actually going to cancel it because I don't think I need it. But Grammarly has actually put in some AI into their app yeah. that says that it would be better. But I'm telling you, it is totally off the mark. I mean, oh, really? When, yeah. When AI rewrites sen- sentences, it, it just doesn't make a complete sense. <laughs> and I look at it, I'm like, okay, it was better before, dude, you know? I I often think that with Grammarly, too. And that's a good point for ChatGPT as well, that, you know, you might tell it, make this better. You can't guarantee that it will be. So also use your gut, your common sense. If you think, you know, the way I said that before made more sense, go with what you said. But in general, it is good for stuff like that. So tell us some other ways that we can use it. I really like it for idea generation. If you're feeling a little bit stumped or maybe you feel like, okay, my boss needs me to come up with 10 ideas for XYZ. I have six and they're okay, but I need some more stuff. You can ask for help. And that I think is a really good use. Uh, It can just kind of spark ideas. It might not be the perfect idea. It might not be the idea ultimately go with, but if it can spark something in your mind to help you out, that is going to save you a lot of time. That's a really good point because you can do that. I have found instead of just saying like, give me five ideas, because then it wants to write a whole sentence about it. (laughs) If I say, Give me five ideas in a bulleted list. Yep. Then I just get that and not, uh, you know, then you might want to do this. I'm like, no, no, no. <laughs> I just want the ideas. Great point. Yeah. Again, the specificity really helps there. Uh, I also am not shy about if it starts generating something and it's not right, right away I click stop generating and I will change the prompt. I will say, no, do it like this or uh, write them faster, write them um, shorter, make it funny. You know, you can give commands as it goes, and it will keep all of those and remember them, and then maybe you'll end up with something even better. Now, do you ever find yourself being polite to chat GPT? I mean, let me back up. (laughs) Because every once in a while, I'll say, would you please do this? And I use the word please. Or I'll say, say, thank you. Um, I am. I'm also polite with my smart speaker. Um, I... Yeah, I'm not that person yelling at Alexa. I'm usually the one saying, can, can you please turn off the, the lights? Yeah, that's me. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. You know what? Maybe I should send Barry over to your house because every time he wants to talk to Alexa, <laughs> it's like, oh, I, I hear like, God, I'm Alexa. You know, I'm like, <laughs> oh, my gosh. You know, don't be that angry old man. We don't need that. We don't need that. All right. How about another way we could use ChatGPT? Yeah, it's not just at work. There, Yes, it is really helpful for work, especially when we probably all have so many tasks we're trying to get through, but it can be helpful for just regular life too. This is a use. I saw it online. I wish I could remember where because I feel like it's good enough that I need to give credit, but you can use it to check your kids' homework. So if there is something where, you know, you might not know the right answer, okay, (laughs) use the internet. Isn't that nice? God, where was that when I needed it? I know, seriously. I I mean, I remember Ian when he was taking Mandarin. I thought like, oh, I'm going to be the great mother. I'm like, oh, (laughs) come here, Ian. Let me check your homework. And I look, I'm like, 
Hmm, not so much. Oh, I guess it looks funny. right to me. You know, is that like is that like a chicken chow mein or what is that? That's not a good <laughs> oh deal. Gosh. Uh, one use I think is really nice too is it can summarize things for you. This is good if you're busy. Um, maybe you don't want to read that long article that someone sent you or watch that really long video. Uh, or you didn't read the book for book club. You can go to chat and say, hey, tell me about this. Give me the plot of this or tell me the most important things in this video. Um, and that is so much faster than having to watch, you know, that 45 minute YouTube video that somebody sent you. Well, I'll tell you, we have a job opening for a social media person, which you well know. And Ian was up this past weekend and I'm like, dude, guess what you're doing this summer? He's like, what? Are we going somewhere? I'm like, no, you are a social media person. <laughs> He's like, mom, I don't know anything about social media. I'm like, I know, but look, let me show you Chad GPT. And you just you just paste in a URL and say, write and say, write me a social media po- post about this. And it has the hashtags, the emojis, and it looks really good. So I think social media posts, if you're struggling with anything, you ought to be using Chat GPT. All right. We have time for one more, Allie. One more. Okay. Let's go on the personal side again. Recommendations. You know, when you like you're in a a funk and you can't find like a band you really like or you really want a new book or a movie you know you're going to like, you can put in a list of, hey, here are my 10 favorite books. Recommend a few books that I would like. I love this use because you can do it with any kind of media. And you can find stuff that, you know, you're not going to have to just guess, is this going to be for me? It'll actually be based on the things that you are already super into. So try that out. Books, movies, TV, whatever it is. You know what? That's a great idea. It is. You know, and, and I have just have to close on this. I mean, how, how will we know when artificial intelligence has become self-aware, Allie? How will we know this? You know what that answer is? Mm. You know what that is? We'll know when artificial intelligence became self-aware when it starts to think that is that its bot is just too big. Ooh, <laughs> sorry about that. Mm-mm. AI, just like us. Thanks for joining us, Allie, here on the show. And once again, that's Allie Seligman. She's our amazing content queen, and uh, she is truly amazing. And if you're not getting our newsletters, both Allie and I work, work on them every single day together and head over to getkim.com. All right, so you just upgraded your phone. You want to get rid of your old one. You have to do two things, just hitting delete or doing a factory reset is a great place to start, but you need to take it one step further and use advanced data destruction software. And they have names like iShredder or Secure Eraser. It overwrites the phone's entire storage with random data multiple times, so it makes it impossible for anyone to retrieve your personal data. The names, once again, iShredder or Secure Eraser. All right, I briefly just mentioned our newsletters that Allie and I work on them every single day. You know what? We do. Most of our morning is spent picking the content, writing the content, and getting everything all ready for you for our free newsletters. So if you're not getting our free newsletters, you're just missing out. Join over 400,000 folks who get them every single day. As a matter of fact, I was looking at some of the comments this morning, and everybody just loves them. And we are asking for thumbs up and thumbs down. Well, as of this morning, we had like, I don't know, 37,000 thumbs up and we had 812 thumbs down. So that's a pretty good ratio if you ask me. I mean, you know, you can't please everybody all the time. So if you haven't checked out our newsletters yet or if you used to get them and you hate them, which I totally understand because they were not attractive. Oh, I know. That's why we blew them up and we're redoing them. You want to head over to getkim.com. Sign up right now. We're not going to sell, lease, distribute your email address to anybody ever. Once again, that's 
getkim.com, getkim.com. Kent in Michigan. On the 17th, you briefly mentioned uh, the crisis line and Metapixel and Facebook that, quite frankly, scared the bejesus out of me. (laughs) Because, uh, as you know, 988 really promises anonymity. Right. And the fact that there is perhaps some code that's being written in Metapixel and that going from the site that the person is calling in the Facebook and perhaps being visible or available Mm -hmm. was indeed quite frightening. Yeah. Uh, We're talking about the suicide hotline. Yep. We're talking about the new 988 suicide Mm -hmm. crisis line. Actually, it's for uh, substance abuse, mental health, and crisis. Uh, It was launched in uh, due July of uh, 2022. Uh, It was out there as 1-800 and then seven digits, but I always remembered it as suicide, 1-800-SUICIDE. So Mm -hmm. they made it very easy by just having 988. So instead of 911, you're now in crisis called 988. That's correct. Well, let's clarify this a little bit. Um, As far as with the suicide hotline, it does save a number of lives. Now, it is anonymous for anyone seeking help in time of a crisis, obviously. Now, if you call the number directly on your phone, your information remains confidential. It does remain safe. That's what I found out. But if you're seeking help online, okay, during a crisis online, here's what you need to know. Some websites across the country, they do promise anonymity if you go to these websites and you ask for help. But as it turns out that they've been quietly sending uh, sensitive visitor data to Facebook. And it was an investigation done by uh, an outfit called the Markup. And they ran all kinds of tests on 186 websites that were linked to the National 988 Suicide and Crisis Lifeline. What they found is not the 888 number, but 30 of these crisis center websites, they were the ones that were sending the data to Facebook. And so how is it being sent? Well, there's something called the Metapixel. And the Metapixel does tracking. Uh, And then when it does this tracking, it reports it, all the data that it collects by this pixel that is placed inside the website. They place, all the data that this pixel collects, rather, is sent back to Facebook. So when you're on these sites, and if you click to dial 988, that click gets tracked and it gets sent to Facebook. I see. So, Every time, every time that you would call for help, Facebook is getting a ping with more data. And how does Facebook make it money? How do they do this? Well, by selling data, right? They try. So, so the more data that Facebook can collect, the more money that they can make. And so it was a shocker to me to read that Facebook was collecting this data and these websites were not um, programmed the right way to refuse that pixel. And so that's the back end of this story. So is it still happening? The answer is no. And it's just atrocious that it even happened in the beginning. Uh, but it just goes to show you this serves as a warning for anybody who has a website. Now that You really need to make sure that it's locked down. And if you're not sure how to do this, you know, go to your IT department. Find an IT specialist. Say, you know, we're running a confidential website. I want you to run all the tests to make sure that whatever data that our visitors share with us 
that that data is absolutely confidential. Again, if you're if you can't do this yourself, there are plenty of outfits out there in terms of cybersecurity to make sure that it's all locked down. And Ken, thank you so much for your call. Big tech, they're always going to find a way to make any money that they can. Ugh, just despicable. If you live in the city like me, you know it's easy to feel disconnected from the cosmos. We have bright lights and towering buildings and smog and all mask the beauty of our night sky. The only place where that did not happen to me, and if you ever have a chance to go, you should, is in the Galapagos Islands. I have never seen the sky like I did in the Galapagos Islands because you're, you know, you're 600 miles from any light source. Just truly amazing. But anyway, there is a way to escape the city glow and find yourself under this blanket of stars. And it, there's a cool website called DarkSightFinder.com. Once again, that's DarkSightFinder.com. It's just a treasure of places real, worldwide where you can view the stars away from all the city lights. What I like about it is that it makes it really easy to know what you're looking at because it color codes areas. So the darker the color, the more stellar the stargazing will be. Now, once you get the dark skies, you need a great astronomy app. Now, a popular one is called Sky Safari Legacy. What I love about this is just point your phone at the sky, then so fun. It overlays the constellations, the planets, the stars, and other objects in real time. And again, that's called Sky Safari Legacy. All right, do me a solid. If you learn just one thing, if you chuckle just one time, be sure to tell three friends about the Kim Commando Show and the Kim Commando Today podcast because knowledge is power. This program is a copyrighted production of Westar Multimedia Entertainment and protected by the copyright laws. Any rebroadcast or use of this program for commercial, business, economic, or financial purposes without the written permission of Westar Multimedia Entertainment is strictly prohibited. Mm-hmm.